0: Hi there, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Gemma Montgomery, and this week I want to talk all about scarcity mindset and whether you're operating your business from an energetic space of scarcity. Before we dive in, it's really important to remember that where attention goes, energy flows. And I know that I say this all the time, But if you're operating from a space of scarcity and a place of fear and a place of not enoughness or if you feel that way inside then that is ultimately going to be what determines your reality and what you see in the outside world. So I want to talk around eight I know it's eight, it's quite a lot, but eight common signs that you might be operating your business from a place of scarcity. And we'll go through what you can do to change that around and really dive into those beliefs that you're holding and how to operate then from a place of abundance and a place of trust. So what is scarcity mode? Well, put really, really simply, scarcity just means you're operating from a place of lack of faith, lack of trust, particularly in your own ability to receive and to be taken care of, and almost living in a state of fear and a state of not-enoughness. And there's usually a real deep um, underlying belief, a limiting belief around this, and it tends to be linked to feelings of Undeserving, feelings of unworthiness and feelings of lack of trust. So let's start with the first common sign that you might be operating in scarcity mindset. So firstly, the biggest one is pricing. So anything to do with pricing, basically, if you're setting your prices low, and you're doing this because there's an underlying belief that you have to set low to get more clients through the door. That is a huge, huge sign. Or you might have, you might know what you want to charge for your services, but you might be petrified and fearful of setting those prices because you feel somewhere deep down that if you do, suddenly people are going to stop coming through the door. So this particular problem comes down deep-rooted underneath to somewhere hidden inside a feeling of unworthiness, a feeling somewhere of low self-esteem and somewhere deep down some kind of confidence issue. Now, what I want to reassure you with 12 years of of being in the business that I've been in working with the coaches that I've worked with, working with um, coaches on Money Mindset, going through the motions, really living what I'm talking about here. I promise you that low pricing does not equal clients coming through the door and it certainly doesn't equal building a loyal client base. What you get if you're pricing low through fear of trying to get clients through the door is you will get the bargain hunting brigade you'll get the price shoppers and at worst if you do become to get some kind of client base from these low prices you'll tend to get clients who are happy that you're working for a minimal fee because you're making them happy but not yourself so you're operating again your business from a place of lack but you're also letting this kind of client base decide your worth and your value. Now, what happens is when you take ownership and you really dig deep and you begin to notice and recognise these beliefs for what they are, you suddenly begin to gain some respect for yourself and you begin to honour yourself and you know that self-care taking care of yourself and wanting to take your business seriously and run a healthy business means that you're valuing yourself, your integrity, your time, your health and the quality of the work that you produce. And what starts to happen then is you then start to, because you're feeling that way inside and you're operating that way, you then attract those kind of clients with the same belief. So I know it's tricky, especially if you've got some really deep-rooted beliefs around money. Remember, if you revisit the issue that I did on money blocks, that's a really good place to start. But when you're setting your prices or when you start, really dig deep on why you've come up with those numbers and why you're setting those prices and if the first thing that you jump to is right I've got to set it at this because I'm not going to get clients through the door then that's really not a good energetic place to start because you're initially setting your whole business and your whole pricing structure around a feeling of scarcity so that's number one I hope that's helped now number two is linked um really quite quite dramatically to number one. So the second sign that you may be operating in scarcity mindset is discounting. So this could be that somebody is physically asking you for a discount or somebody is saying to you something like, if I bring three or four people your way, can we all have a discount? Or the first thing they might do is contact you via your website or email to ask you if you have any discounts going. Now, I'm not saying, you know, for your loyal clientele, you can't operate offers and discounts on certain things throughout the year. But what you're doing then is you're you're choosing whether you're discounting or not. You're choosing what you discount and you're choosing to reward your lovely client base. But if somebody is coming to you and the first thing they're doing is asking for a discount, I want you to take that as a cue from the universe really of really starting to go inward and have a look at what's going on inside at that moment in time. It may be a cue, it may be a sign that you need to stand up, take control, own your worth. Or if you are personally feeling the urge to discount all the time, you really need to go within and ask yourself why this is and why are you suddenly attracting um an influx of of clients that are suddenly asking you for a discount so it could be something simple like you having a a bit of a confidence crisis you are suffering with a little, little bit of lack of belief within yourself you might have dealt with a recent complication you might have done maybe a favour for somebody and the words kind of got around. But if you're constantly saying yes to people's demands and requests of discounts, then you're 100% definitely operating that business within a scarcity mindset. And like I've said, where attention goes, energy flows, so you will attract more of the same. So this is my message to you now, stop discounting. Okay, so point number three, you find yourself being triggered by another person's success and particularly another person within your field of expertise. So you could find yourself obsessing over local competitors, constantly looking on their social media page at what they're up to, you know, starting to question yourself, starting to feel that there's just not enough clients for you and for them. Again, what you need to do if you're triggered is go inwards because there's always a reason inside of you why you're triggered by that other person it's never really about the other person it's always about what's going on with you inside so usually if you find yourself triggered by somebody else's success what it's letting you know is that you're not stepping up to meet your full potential and there's a reason why there's a reason why you're hiding there's a reason why you believe that you can't have the same level of success And again, it could be that you feel that if they've got success or deemed to be successful, that you can't have it too. Again, the underlying belief there is that somewhere inside you've got feelings of not enoughness and feelings of undeserving and feelings of unworthiness. So next time you're triggered by somebody else's success, whether it's somebody on social media or somebody else that's local... I want you to give yourself a high five because inside it's letting you know that it's, you know, come on now, you're not stepping up to your full potential. What do you need to do to really step up and be the person that you're meant to be? Okay, point number four, you've become a serial bargain hunter. Now, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with watching the budget within your business and, you know, within your life. But if you're constantly bargain hunting and penny pinching, it usually means that there's a lack of trust and a lack of faith that you'll be taken care of. And it also means that you're really focusing on lack. So let's put it into context within your business. Let's say you've got numerous options of suppliers that you can deal with, but you find yourself going back to a supplier who's slightly cheaper on products, slightly cheaper on delivery, but you might spend more time waiting around for the, you know for that delivery to come. This company might not be as efficient as the one that's a little bit more. You've got to ask yourself, is something like that an effective use of your time? It could be something like you buy a, you know a piece of tech for your business. But it's not within your zone of genius because your zone of genius isn't tech. But to save money, you give it a go and this particular job might take up days or weeks of your time when you could have paid somebody who was an expert to come and quickly set that piece of tech up for you and show you how to go about it. Whilst you've spent days or weeks fannying around trying to sort this piece of tech out, How much could you have been making with your client base? You know, another way that you could be penny pinching or bargain hunting is that you're trying to do everything yourself within your business. Whether it's, you know, it could be something like accounting, you know, doing your basic bookkeeping. Again, it might not be your zone of genius. And by spending time on those tasks to save a bit of money, you could be regularly burning out and you could begin to lose money because you don't have the energy to see and deal with more clients and basically you've become frightened to let some tasks go or to spend money on a piece of tech that could automate things for you because you're frightened that if you spend that money to make things easier that it's going to mean that you're not going to be taken care of. With this, it's just about taking the plunge and starting with something small. So let's take the last example, you know, you're trying to do everything yourself, you're trying to manage bookings, do your admin, do your accounts, blah blah blah. It could be that you take the plunge and invest in a really good online automated booking system and by just making the leap with just one little thing within your business you'll see how much more efficient you become, how much more time that saves and how much more energy you've got to be able to then spend within your business and generate more profit So it's just having the belief that if you start to really, it's all about self-care again, if you start to prioritise your time and your self-care by investing a little bit, then it's trusting and having that belief that you'll be taken care of by making those small changes. Okay, point number five is constantly being in panic mode or worried mode about the lack of clients so focusing on the lack of clients this is a huge one for scarcity mindset because remember again where attention goes energy flows so if you find yourself regularly worried about filling up your diary filling up your calendar what I want you to do is try and bring it back and try and focus on what you do have So, you come in more from an inner place of abundance. So, even if you're starting out and you've just maybe got five clients, I want you really to focus on those five clients and how you can provide the best service that you can for the five clients you have. I want you to be really, really grateful for those clients and what that symbolizes for you in terms of starting to grow your business and starting to feel levels of gratitude. And I want you to always remember, deep down, you're going to be okay and taken care of. There's always enough for everybody. As long as you're operating all the time from a place of integrity, from a place of trust, from a place of love, and you genuinely care for other people and you want to do the best that you can do, you'll be okay and you'll be taken care of. So I want you to step in to that place of trust and that place of faith. Okay, point number six, you find yourself saying yes to every single client that comes through the door. And again, when I'm saying this, it's not saying yes to your ideal clients, the people that you want to work with. It's saying yes to those people that just don't feel quite aligned. So we've all had them, you know, somebody comes through the door and there's something going on inside your gut that's telling you, this isn't going to be the right person for me they've got expectations that may be unrealistic, they may be wanting you to do a procedure that just doesn't feel quite right and aligned with who you are. So you've got to start honouring how you feel inside and trusting those feelings. You start to honour how you feel, it's knowing that if you let that client go and you tell them that I'm really sorry, I don't think I'm the practitioner for you. It's having the trust and the faith that something else that's more aligned will come your way. Now, I want to tell you a really interesting story about this. I did a quick Instagram live the other day after it happened. And again, it was a real test of boundaries, was this one, which again, boundaries are really closely linked to operating from a place of scarcity. So I had a—I was due to finish work at five o'clock, and I had a client that was desperate to come for some last-minute procedures. Doing, and it was two procedures, you know, that were going to be really profitable. And it—it it would have meant I was hanging around the clinic for an hour and a half, which wasn't ideal for those of you that know me. I now live an hour and a half away from my place of work got two children. I had so much stuff to do when I finished work. My car was due to go in for an MOT, so I had to go and borrow my mum's car. Basically, it was just a night of having a lot on when I I finished work. So I messaged the client back and said, I'm really sorry, I can't do half past six. Um, It's just not going to be doable, you know, for me at the moment. So she messaged back and said she could definitely get there for six o'clock. So I thought, well, yeah, it's it's only an hour. I've got jobs at, in the clinic that I can be doing. So I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'll see you at six o'clock. Got to 10 past six, got to 20 past six. And then there was a message on the phone. The client obviously had still not come. She said, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm stuck in traffic. I'm trying to get there as quick as I can, which fair enough. You know, that can happen. I totally understand that. So I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'll see you when you get here got to 20 to seven, bearing in mind the appointment was at six o'clock and there was still no sign of her. And I was panicking, just thinking of all the things and all the places I had to go when I finished work. So I looked at the messages again. She'd just sent a message at that moment in time at 20 to seven to say she was going to be 20 minutes. Now, straight away, that just wasn't workable for me. That would have meant after doing the procedures that I'd have left the clinic at 8 o'clock at night. That's probably, you know, on the minimum side really. I might have been there a little bit later. So I thought, right, this is a test of boundaries. This money that I'm going to get from this client, although, yeah, it was very profitable. It wasn't worth it for the stress it was going to give me afterwards and the real pull on my time, so I just messaged back, and I said, I'm really sorry, I'm not going to be able to be here at seven o'clock, you know, I'm already. you're already 45 minutes late, Um, I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but it was basically, I won't be doing the treatment, and I won't be here at seven o'clock, turned the lights off, cleaned up, and left the clinic, now, yeah, you know, you might be sat there thinking, oh god, how did you turn that money down, and did you think you're a bitch, and This person's a lovely person, but their boundaries were, you know, she wasn't respecting my boundaries and it just wasn't in a line with who I am and the things that I had to do. So although part of me was thinking, oh, you know, that money would have really come in handy. The other part of me was, well, yeah, it would, but it's really not worth it for all this extra stress that it's going to entail. And what message is that going to send to that client then? that that's okay, that they can come an hour late for an appointment and that that's absolutely fine and that I can still do the treatment. And I wouldn't want to do the treatment from a place of feeling harassed inside and a place of feeling rushed. So it wouldn't have been fair on them either. But remember, we teach people the way that we wish to be treated. We show them what's okay, how it's okay for us to be treated. So I brought the boundary in. I acted from a place of self-love and self-care for me and for her really and I said no I'm not going to be here at seven o'clock. I drove off and literally within 10 minutes maybe 20 minutes maximum I quickly checked my emails and I had two bookings on the online system that covered well way covered more actually the treatment that this particular client was going to bring. So it was just a real test and a real sign from the universe, the creator, God, the higher power, whichever way you want to think of it, that it was a nudge to say, yeah, well done you. You've stepped into honouring yourself, self-care. You've been kind to the client. You've showed them how you wish to be treated. You've not done that treatment from a place of feeling rushed and harassed. And it it was just letting me know that when you honour yourself and you honour your self-care and how you feel inside and your energy levels, that you'll be rewarded and it'll be okay. And again, it's coming back to faith and it's coming back to trust. So I know I'm going off piste a little bit here, but if you have a test of boundaries this week, step into owning them and what you really want to say and how you really feel and see what happens Just see what happens when you're still operating from a place of fairness, a place of integrity. You know, you've honoured your word. Again, my appointment was six o'clock, not seven o'clock. If somebody tries to push you out of those boundaries, just tighten them again and step into it and message me and let me know what happens because I promise you, you, you'll be completely taken care of. So I want you to stop panicking and being worried and focusing on the lack of clients and just focus and be grateful on the ones that you do have. And even if you're at a stage now where you don't have any clients, visualise the clients that you want coming through the door. Visualise how you want to feel, how you want to make them feel. We can all start somewhere even if we're starting from zero and we're literally just creating our businesses from scratch. And don't feel that you've got to say yes to everybody that comes through the door if they're not aligned with you. Okay, point number seven. You're scared of showcasing your knowledge, your skills and your expertise. So whether this is showcasing your knowledge on social media whether it's sharing videos, whether it's sharing blog posts. If you're frightened of showcasing because you're frightened that somebody else is going to pinch all your knowledge and all your expertise, then again, you're definitely operating from a place of scarcity. The most important thing to remember here is you'll never be able to stop people copying what work or what expertise that you have but if you're the person that's not the copier and you've come up with that original content then it's a second rate version and clients aren't daft so what I'd advise you to do is think sod it Put your knowledge and your expertise out there because your ideal clients are out there, sat there wanting you to solve their problems, wanting you to help them with the things that they're struggling with. And if you're simply holding back because you're frightened that a competitor is going to steal your knowledge and your expertise, then you're really doing yourself a disservice and your clients a disservice. So my advice would be, going to copy people will always sniff out those that are the copiers those that can't come up with their own original ideas and their own original content and are taking shortcuts you know not doing the studying themselves and pinching other people's ideas just let them do it you know you don't operate that way you do things right and the right kind of people will know that and by putting your knowledge and your expertise out there and your ideal clients finding you, wanting to know more about what you've got to offer, again, increases the profit within your business. And it means that you're working with those clients that you're fully aligned with. Now, lastly, point eight, I want to wrap up all of them really, because what happens is, if you take all those points that I've just discussed, and again, eight of them is just, just kind of the tip of the iceberg but point eight is if you're operating from scarcity mindset what's going to happen is point number eight is going to be that you're constantly overworking and undercharging and it's going to lead to burnout so this is going to be burnout it's just an awful awful feeling it could be that you you know your physical health starts to suffer You struggle to sleep, your mental health suffers, your relationships suffer because you just don't have the energy, you don't have the time, you don't have the headspace to put into your relationships. So if you find yourself feeling like you're constantly at work, you're constantly servicing clients, you're constantly working on on your business... But you're looking at your bank account and the profit margins once you've paid your suppliers, once you've paid out what you need to pay out and there's not that much left for you for the work that you're doing. Then it's a huge, huge nudge that you really are in scarcity mindset and you really need to step up and work on all those points that I've just discussed. Now I always used to say to myself in the beginning when I first set my business up if I have to drop if if I had a feeling that I had to drop my prices to get clients through the door then I would just shut shop because why would I want to operate a business where I'm constantly on like a hamster wheel trying to get clients through the door because the prices are so low I'm not dealing with loyal clients I'm just you know you'd be dealing with the bargain hunters you can't invest in automating any services within your business you know to make life easier it's just such a drag that there'd be no point in operating that business at all you may as well go and work for somebody else know what you're getting paid and have a wage at the end of the day and a something hopefully where you've, when you've finished work, you've finished work. So the alternative to not stepping in, owning your boundaries, getting out of that scarcity mindset, the alternative of still running a business in in those modes is just not feasible basically. So before we finish, let's look at the abundance mindset. So to me, Abundance mindset is a feeling and knowing deep down that there's enough for everybody. There's enough clients, there's enough people willing to pay for the services that you have to offer and it's a feeling and knowing and having faith and trust that you'll be okay and that your needs will be taken care of. It's celebrating other people's successes and using that as fuel and motivation and a source of inspiration for you to step in And have permission to be fully who you were meant to be. It's knowing it's okay. It's safe for you to charge for your services. Because it means that you then serve from a place of abundance. And you do a better job for your clients when you're serving from that place of abundance. It's knowing that you respect yourself And you value yourself and you put your inner peace and your joy first as a priority. And it's experiencing an overall feeling of gratitude for all that you do have. So when you find yourself stepping into complaining or fear that there's not enough clients, fear that there's not enough money fear that you've just got to do all this yourself, try and bring it back to that place of gratitude for what you currently do have. And it could be anchoring it to something so simple that the clients that you do have have given you a certain level of freedom that you didn't know existed and that you didn't know you could have before. But what I really want you to do is go inwards all the time. So I talk about this again on every podcast episode. You really need to spend some time with yourself. So whether that's in the morning before everybody else gets up for the day, spending some time just in solitude, in quiet and just really tuning in and whether it's in meditation, whatever form of of solitude that you like to do it could be sat you know with your morning cup of tea not definitely not on the phone and and on social media or on emails but just sat in quiet and just leaning into how you're actually feeling inside because our actions and what we're doing from this place of scarcity is just a manifestation of how we're truly feeling and once you become tuned into your body you can feel those feelings. So you can feel, for me, inside my chest, I can feel when I'm in a place of fear. So fear doesn't mean just, you know, you're frightened of something. Fear manifests in all sorts of different ways. It could be feeling that you're you're not getting quite enough done. And if you don't get enough done, you're not going to get your... um, Monetary goals that you've got for that month to meet the things that you need to meet it's fear to me is more of a a constricted feeling it's more of a rushed and harassed feeling inside that's the best way that I can describe the way it feels to me, and I feel it in like this the chest area but if I'm tuned in and I've taken some time and I've slowed down and I've connected to my breath and i've you know, I'm coming more from trying to come from a place of gratitude, a place of love, a place of abundance. That feels totally different inside my body. So if I close my eyes and tune in, that that abundance kind of feeling to me feels more expansive rather than constricted. I feel that I've got more lightness in my chest and more space in my chest area. It it could be different for everybody but I want you to start noticing every day, take some time in silence and solitude for yourself. If it's just, try for 30 minutes if you can and just slow down, breathe deep, nice big inhale, even longer, exhale. Close your eyes and ask yourself, how are you feeling? Ask yourself, what is the best thing that I can do for you today? I mean, I'll go. I, I love all this. This is like, <laughs> I think it's the yoga and the meditation that that comes in in here. And I really want to do a lot of sort of podcast topics on this. But really feeling into you and how you're feeling inside is is just the most valuable thing you can do, and it will help you. Decide on on that day. So if I tune in and I'm feeling more fearful, I'm feeling more scattered. I know that that's a day that's not really going to be a good day to make important decisions. I know it's my cue to start looking at how I can simplify things. I'm get you know I'm I'm off track somewhere. My connection to a higher power to to source isn't isn't as it should be. Something's off off kilter somewhere. So. Spend some time each day just connecting with how you feel and how you want to feel. So I hope that's helpful. Please subscribe if you like the podcast and please share. I want to get the message out to as many people as I can, especially small business owners, whether it's aesthetic business owners, it's people, you know, it could be within the um, beauty industry, it could be people that are private physios, it could be acupuncturists, these principles, you know, it could be healers, these principles apply to everybody. So like I say, just just please rate, subscribe, share, if you can do it, it'd be really, really helpful. If you can as well, please visit my website www.timelesstraining.co.uk If you sign up and subscribe there, you'll receive this podcast direct to your inbox every week. And I also send out lots of other videos, tips and training that will help you excel your business with ease moving forward. Okay, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Excel with Ease podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered some useful takeaways. Please rate, review and hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, pass to a friend who you think will find the content super useful.